Welcome to Open Access. I'm Tamara Young-Allen. Today we're sitting down with Ellen Katz, who joined FERC in November 2021 as director of FERC's newest office, the Office of Public Participation. Congress directed the commission to establish an Office of Public Participation in 1978, so there's no doubt its establishment is not only overdue, but very welcome. The Office of Public Participation works to educate members of the public on the commission and its work, as well as help the public participate in FERC proceedings. Ellen, welcome to Open Access. Thank you. It's great to be here. Before we jump into a discussion of the Office of Public Participation, Ellen, would you tell us a little bit about yourself? Your background, particularly your work as a consumer advocate, seems an ideal starting point. How are you bringing those experiences to your work at the Commission? Thank you for the question, Tamara. I actually think my background has um, framed up well for me to lead the office here. I come to FERC with a long background as an environmental and energy attorney and some a great deal of experience as a consumer advocate. I led Connecticut's Office of Consumer Council from 2011 to 2019. And the Consumer Council is the public advocate in the state of Connecticut for issues relating to energy, natural gas, water, telecommunications. So there's obviously a lot of overlap with those issues at FERC. I was also president of NASUCA, which is the National Association of State Utility Consumer Advocates. And in my work with NASUCA, I was able to see at a national level um, and hear on a national level about constituents' concerns and interests in energy. Um, I was also vice president of utilities at a company called Tilson Technology Management right before I came to FERC. And when I was at Tilson, I worked with electric utilities on building infrastructure to bring broadband to unserved areas and closing the digital divide. And um, actually, that work, too, is really relevant because we hear a lot about folks who would like to access FERC but live in more rural areas that don't have access to broadband. Um, and also, when I was president of NASUCA, I signed letters to FERC and to members of the legislature advocating for creation of something like the Office of Public Participation. So it's really exciting to now be here and come full circle and be the inaugural director of the office. So that brings us to your office, the Office of Public Participation, or as many have been referring to it, OPP. What is OPP's mission and how many people are in your office? OPP's mission is to coordinate and provide assistance to members of the public for participation in FERC's proceedings. And we sort of break down our responsibilities as providing procedural information, assistance to the public, identifying constituent partners and suggestions for reaching key constituencies through a a really robust outreach effort, um, building a technical assistance and education program, and developing our outreach with social media and through our websites. So there's a lot, obviously, that we're trying to do. Our team is, um, at the moment, pretty small. We have a team of six, and that includes our deputy director, Nicole Sitaraman, who is also the inaugural deputy director of OPP. And she comes to us with an ex 
extensive background also in consumer advocacy, um, in the solar industry, and in the sustainable finance um, industry. So she's been a great addition to the team. And the other members are people with extensive experience, both internally at FERC, um, as cons as consumer advocates, um, and also we have some, you know, a great r resource who's our administrative support person. Do you see the number of staff increasing over time? Yeah, absolutely. We um, have our small but mighty team of six, but we are actually interviewing right now to hire some more people, and there is a plan uh, to keep doing that. Um, I'm hoping to double or even triple our staff by the end of the year. Um, you know, tripling it involves getting to 18. So that would be fantastic. And uh, we're also going to see where the needs take us grow to meet the mission, so to speak. Um, and I'm, I'm really pleased because we've gotten a lot of support from, from the folks at FERC, from the commission for building the, the office and getting the resources we need to really do the job right. I think many of our longtime listeners may be wondering, how does an office like OPP operate within the framework of the highly technical and legal aspects of what FERC does? That's a great question, because our first responsibility is to assist members of the public. Um, and But we obviously engage with the other offices, and we are part of what we're doing is learning how FERC works from the inside out. Um, many of us who in the office have worked with FERC as external stakeholders, but now that we're on the inside, it's very important that we also understand and build relationships with the other offices. And um, that is that has honestly been a great experience so far. There's been so much support and enthusiasm for OPP and our mission. So, um, you know, it's a broad mission and a, and a broad mandate, um, but I think as we are building this office, um, we are excited to see just how much support we're getting. So now that you and this new office are staffing up, how do you work with members of the public? Do you meet with people where they are, say, at public scoping meetings, or do you wait for people to contact your office? The answer is all of the above and more. We get regular inquiries from members of the public and they can reach out to us directly through the website. They can call us and we will answer questions. Um, for those people who might not have broadband access, our telephone number is 202-502-6595. Um, and so we respond to many inquiries that we get. We're probably at about over 500 at this point since the beginning of the office just a few months ago. And we think of that as the bread and butter. We want to be the place that people feel like they can go and get an answer. Um, and so I think of us as the soft place to land. And then we we help people understand where they need to go in FERC, how they can bring their voices in, if they need to talk to someone uh, about a particular question they may have. Um, so that's sort of the start. But then we will also, once COVID protocols are sort of rolling back, hopefully over the next several months, we will definitely be meeting people and engaging through FERC's public meetings like the public scoping meetings. But we're also on a very extensive outreach mission ourselves where we are contacting organizations that are related to our constituents. And, you know, our focus 
uh, on our constituents for outreach has been on landowners impacted by infrastructure pr proposals, environmental justice communities, citizens of Native nations, and consumer advocate, environmental, and community organizations. So we are very much involved in an outreach program where we are contacting and meeting with representatives of those groups. Um, that effort actually is being led by our deputy, Nicole Sitaraman, and she's doing a fantastic job. We are talking with organizations all over the country and gathering information about um, the experiences that they and their members have had um, or their, um, you know, their landowners who might have been impacted by an infrastructure project or consumer advocates who are, even though they might be um, experienced uh, consumer advocate attorneys still are feeling intimidated by how to engage with FERC. So we're doing a lot of that outreach ourselves and we are also very much developing educational materials. We will be putting on some webinars as in the, in the coming year, in the coming months, um, we expect to continue to grow the information on the website and to continue to build our social media presence. That's another way that we reach out to people. Right now we have a, a pretty new presence on Twitter under uh, Director Katz is one, and then uh, FERC OPP is the other Twitter account that we have. And so we are working on using those avenues as a way to push out information quickly. And actually I'm really excited because we have two summer interns coming in from um, two different colleges who are going to help us build that social media profile. And I'm really excited to see what they bring to the table with their enthusiasm and experience in what to me is still um, an exciting but somewhat intimidating uh, platform. So. so what have your public interactions been like so far? What types of assistance are members of the public seeking? They are seeking answers to questions um, that they may have about all kinds of energy and utility issues. As I mentioned, we're probably getting close to you know 500 interactions and probably 30% of them are questions that don't have anything to do with jurisdictional issues, but have some relation to energy or water or natural gas. And we try to answer those questions. Um, I think our experience as a consumer advocate, um, and I have three former consumer advocates in my office, including myself, that gives us a, a pretty good base of knowledge for how to help people, where to send them. If they have a question about an energy bill or a, a um, solar array in their, in their neighborhood, or if they have a question because they are about to get, they got a notice that they're gonna get their gas shut off, right? These have nothing to do with FERC jurisdictional issues. Nonetheless, we wanna be as helpful as we can. So I think we're um, pretty good at pointing people to the next stop to get information if it's not at FERC. And obviously we answer a lot of questions about FERC. Um, we answer questions about what's going on with a particular proceeding or who do I call to get information on this thing they're building you know, down the street from me. Um, we get a lot of questions about, I'm interested in saying something about this particular proposal that's come out of FERC. How do I file a comment? Um, how do I intervene in a proceeding? And what what is an intervention? 
Uh, we get that question a lot too. And an intervention is when you formally move to become part of a proceeding. And we help um, people understand how to do that as well. We get a lot of questions about the FERC website. As you noted, this is a highly technical and complex area. And sometimes it can feel difficult to get the information from the website if you don't understand the process. So we help people navigate the website, understand e-library, um, and people also may see us providing assistance by being present. I feel it's very important for us to bring government to the people because people don't understand or appreciate government if they don't feel like they have a voice in it or they it's not transparent. Um, and so that's part of what we're trying to do. Reach out into the communities with these meetings that we're having um, and provide uh, knowledge of our services there. Um, we also feel it's important to build trust so that um, our, con our constituents feel that they know who we are so that when a question comes up or they have a, an issue of concern, they think of us rather than us sort of parachuting in in the middle of what can feel like a, a crisis. Um, so we also will be having some um, webinars. We're already doing a lot of speaking on webinars and panels at various conferences and educational opportunities. But in the coming months, you will also see OPP ourselves putting on hosting webinars and these continuing opportunities for the public to see assistance from us. Shifting topics a bit, FERC just released its first ever equity action plan. Listeners, you can find that plan at FERC.gov forward slash equity for more information. Ellen, so that our listeners understand the inner workings of the commission a bit better, tell us a little bit more about how OPP works with the senior counsel, Montina Cole, and the environmental justice and equity teams. Well, thank you for noting the release of the equity action plan. That is really groundbreaking here at FERC. It is, um, you know, a, a direction and a map for how to increase um, the considerations for equity and environmental justice in FERC's own proceedings and decision making. And we uh, work very closely in coordination with Montina Cole and the environmental justice and equity teams. And I have to say, Montina is just a fantastic resource here at FERC, and I've learned so much from her, and our work is very complementary. If you look at the equity plan, in fact, um, there's a there's a very extensive discussion of OPP, so it just sort of illustrates how interwoven our work bringing members of the public into the proceeding relates to um, making our decisions reflect a greater sense of equity and address environmental justice concerns. Um, that come up in, in particular situations. So um, I look at our work as, as I said, very complementary. And I think um, the more we are here, because Montina herself, I think, has been here a year or, or less, um, as we continue to work together, as our teams continue to grow and our work matures, that collaboration will just continue to thrive. And so I'm excited for what comes um, around that as well. Well, thank you for that, sharing that insight. I would like to close on this final question. Please tell us one thing about you that our listeners may not know, but you'd like to share. 
<laughs> that was such a great question. I'll try not to say anything too embarrassing. Um, <laughs> I was a actually a field hockey player throughout my high school and college career. And I actually played at Cornell University when I was a college student. Um, I was a goalie, so I, I like to say I'm great at defense. <laughs> um, but that taught me a lot about teamwork. And I think all of that has been relevant to collaborating and working with all kinds of teams throughout my career. Well, Ellen, thank you so much for sharing that and for joining us today on Open Access. And thanks to all of you for listening out there. We hope you join us next time on Open Access. FERC is an independent regulatory agency that oversees the interstate transmission of electricity, natural gas, and oil. FERC reviews proposals to construct and operate interstate natural gas pipelines and liquefied natural gas terminals and oversees the licensing of non-federal hydropower projects. FERC protects the reliability of the high-voltage interstate transmission system through mandatory reliability standards, and it monitors interstate energy markets to ensure that everyone in those markets is playing by the rules. Unless otherwise noted, the views expressed in this podcast are personal views and do not express the views of the individual commissioners or the commission as a whole. This podcast is a production of the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission's Office of External Affairs. We will be updating our posts when we've got more news, so be sure to check out our website, www.ferc.gov, and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn to find out when our next podcast airs.